You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the Public Health Pharmacist Podcast with Dr. Christina Madison. Dr. Madison's mission is focused on spreading knowledge about public health to create better communities. The Public Health Pharmacist is a member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Hey guys, welcome to the Public Health Pharmacist Podcast, now part of the Pharmacist Podcast Network. I'm super excited to have an amazing guest with me today, Dr. Michelle Sherman, who's also a fellow HIV pharmacist. And I am just over the moon excited to speak with her. Uh, Last time we chatted was right before the new administration uh, took over. And so there's lots of, there's been a lot of things that have happened within the last week um, in regards to sexual and gender minorities. We've got a new drug approval and she's got some exciting new information about some things that she's doing with the Pharmacist Podcast Network in relation to HIV care. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Dr. Sherman so she can tell a little bit about herself and then we'll dive right into the questions I have for her. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Um, I, I'm, I'm so excited to, to be on and, um, and that um, the Public Health Pharmacist podcast is now part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Um, I, I'm Michelle Sherman. I'm an HIV pharmacist and been practicing in HIV for my goodness, over 25 years. Um, I also practice in California and I'm an advanced practice pharmacist and have been creating my own blueprint and walking my own path for probably like 15 years now um, after I got out of the dispensing filling avenue of pharmacy. So I'm, I'm very excited to be on the network and um, on, on your podcast today and to, to um tell you about some of the exciting things that are going on here in California and with the Conscious Pharmacist podcast and my work with the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Fantastic. So both of us uh, have been impacted by the pandemic, the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? So luckily, um, I will say that I feel very fortunate that you and I, our paths have crossed Uh, multiple times uh, in previous years. And I think that that really helped because you and I connected again um, towards the beginning of the the pandemic. And so I was just curious, uh, you know, if you could maybe talk a little bit about, you know, how things have changed for you, for the good, the bad, and, you know, how you've evolved your practice um, to really help the patient population, which was already underserved and vulnerable prior to the pandemic, but is even more so now. Uh, if you could maybe just talk a little bit about how you've pivoted and, you know, what things you feel like have helped and maybe what things we still need to improve upon. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, so the this last year has been good, bad, and 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 very ugly. And um, my, my practice, um, you know, as a clinical pharmacist, uh, you know, has evolved over the last like 10 years. And one of the things that I've, I've always wanted to do and, or, and create is like a telehealth practice. So, you know how we're always thinking, mm, you know, we'll get to that. 
we'll we'll get that done and and, and that kind of thing well last year i i did implement like telehealth in in my practice and you know just so the listeners know um i've created um a, a chronic care management program. It's called the Ubuntu Pharmacist Care Program that really focuses on, on people living with HIV. Um, I have this expertise and I've been working with, with HIV patients for, like I said, over 25 years and not in the, for the last like 20 or so, not even in the dispensing realm. It's it's been, you know, providing these chronic care management consultations, working in, in clinics and medical offices and, and really taking care of the patient as a, as a key member of the healthcare team and making like extraordinary um, interventions. Anyway, so I created the Ubuntu Pharmacist Care Program and I've implemented it as an advanced practice pharmacist with some, some clinics here in Orange County, but the real crux came with, with COVID. And um, when our clinics had to close and I was no longer be able to see patients in person, we really went into um, telehealth and it, it really exploded. Um, like you mentioned earlier, a lot of the patients that we serve are really underserved, um, marginalized, and many of my patients are also over 50. They, they're older. They, before the pandemic, they felt isolated. The way they feel today is even more, a lot of depression. And so many of our patients are marginalized and underserved. And what I've seen with COVID, that's even more so. So my telehealth practice exploded. I mean, when, when I, you, you've been to Southern California and you know what the traffic is like and being not able to commute to and from clinics and back and forth has given me more time for, for telehealth. And I feel like I've literally been sitting at my computer since March 16th of 2020, every day, all day. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the interventions have been great. And what I've found from patients that is really good is this, this virtual interaction is great for them too. First of all, sometimes a lot of them don't have transportation to their clinic visits. They, they, they don't have um, those kind of things. And, um, being able to interact with them like through Zoom, which is our new socializing normal, has been very helpful for, for, for those clients because the, um, they're having the social interaction. So, so that's been really good. So um, my clinical business has, has really exploded over the last year. So that's, that's really good. Um, the bad has been um, just trying to reconcile this this pandemic you know as hiv pharmacists we, we've lived through one pandemic already for the last 40 years um and a, a lot of what's going on with with covid it has been like a ptsd experience almost because when when i started this work we we only had azt to treat patients and my patients were literally dying like every day and this this whole experience of of covid and First of all, the, the the complete disregard and mismanagement of it um, in our country over the last year, but people just getting sick, people dying, the hoax, people not knowing what to do and everything just brought back everything that we went through with HIV. And <clears throat> I'm so happy like with, with this new administration that, you know, on the first day we had like a national strategy which is what we should have had a year ago. I mean, it makes me so sad that we've lost nearly 450,000 Americans that didn't have to die 
I just, I want to say though, Michelle, I think in general, um, obviously regarding what your political leanings are, the one through line is the investment in public health and public health infrastructure, right? So mm. it, it, it wasn't, so any administration would have had challenges with this, but the fact that the infrastructure had been systematically disinvested in for many, many years laid the groundwork to have more issues happen than potentially would have if we had invested in some of these preventative measures, if we had made sure that our strategic national stockpile was, you know, uh, uh, up to date, um, if we had been doing more pandemic planning. So I agree that, you know, we, we, Hopefully, we're, we'll be on new footing with this nat- national strategy, but I think it would have been challenging regardless because of that, not having that investment in public health. No, and and, and you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I know with, uh, I also work with the public health department here in Orange County with, with the HIV clinic, and they, they have been working 24 hours a day since this started, you know, with resources that they don't have. And you're absolutely right. We have to invest across the country in, in, in our public health departments and in public health with, you know, prevention and, and those kind of strategies. You know, like I mentioned, you know, the importance of public health is pr- providing healthcare for all by providing education and care to all our communities in an equal and just man- manner that results in healthy and thriving communities. To me, when you look at just, if I look at my city of Dana Point and Orange County, California, whatever, and expand it throughout the country, nothing is more important than the health of a, of a person and the health of the community. If the, our communities are not healthy, what do we have? We can talk about the economy and the stock market and everything, but if, if people are not healthy or, or have the tools to to be as healthy as they can be, then what do we have as a society? We- I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I feel that, you know, on a global stage, the U.S. has really been looked upon poorly because of how we've treated our, you know, our most vulnerable citizens. And I think we just need to think about equity, right? So not just mm-hmm. equality and making things equal. We need to as a society, address the fact that not everybody is on an equal playing field and we need to give those who need a leg up a leg up. Because if you start a race and everybody is at the same starting line and everyone has the same opportunity, that's a different story than what we have, which is that most people are on the starting blocks but have you know a 10 pound weight on them Plus, you know, all this baggage and everything else, racial injustice, you know, racism, everything else that goes on, right? And then we ask them to do the exact same thing and in some instance actually be better than, right? And to expect the same result from them. So I think this new emphasis on equity and racial justice is is also part of the healthcare system, right? Because we're seeing this pandemic disproportionately impacting, you know, black and brown communities, as well as showing light on the health disparities that were already there in a lot of our indigenous populations, a lot of our sexual and gender minorities, right? So those 
those people in our communities were already marginalized and then the pandemic just exacerbated it. No, and, and that's one thing that this pandemic has, has done. It has actually brought to light and put front and center in everybody's face, not here, not just in our own country, but globally, what the problems are. And I think this gives us, you know, if we've got to look at all the bad, look at what opportunities we have to make that equitable. And you, you, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I've heard people complain, like, why would, why would we give vaccines to people in prisons and jails. And it's like, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we? You, Committing I mean, a crime doesn't automatically mean you have a death sentence, exactly. right? Like just because you committed a crime and you are doing you know, your time doesn't mean that you should have less access to basic human rights which is if there's a vaccine, we should be administering it to you. You should still be receiving healthcare, although you were incarcerated. But again, that goes back to, you know, a lot of the injustices. It's, you know, the school to prison pipeline. It's who's in the prisons. Like, I think we, we have to address those things. No, absolutely. And, and you know, to, to, to your point, which I think is perfect for, for where we are right now in this conversation is, you know, you, you, you are, one of the, the questions you had sent me was, what is my favorite quote or non, in a non-fictional book? And um, my favorite book is A Long Walk to Freedom, Nelson Mandela's book and his story. And my favorite quote is, a nation should not be judged by how it treats its highest citizens, but its lowest. And that, you know, really speaks to everything we've just been talking about. And it's our responsibility. It's our responsibility as pharmacists and healthcare providers to, to, to do that. And I, I think the way this changes, it changes with each and every one of us. If, if each one of us does this and, and, you know, strives towards equal pub, public health services for everybody and um, equal, equality and equal justice and everything for everybody else, just one person at a time, one pharmacist at a time, we will, we will make that change. If we're all conscious about who we serve and what we do, that's what makes the change. That's amazing. So <laughs> tell me a little bit more about the new projects that you have going on with the Pharmacist Podcast Network and how that's potentially going to impact HIV care. So one thing before before I talk that, you know, I talked about the good, the bad. I just want to mention the ugly. The ugliest oh, thing goodness. that happened. Okay. <laughs> we forgot the ugly. The ugliest thing that happened last year was I lost my father on, on July 31st. And um, you know, while he didn't die of COVID, I I, I could really identify COVID and his isolation as a reason for his rapid progression of his um, dementia and worsening of and declining health to his ultimate going on hospice for two weeks and dying. And, you know, I just want everybody out there to, to realize and, and, you know, we look at all these stats every day and look at deaths and people dying from COVID. How many people, people like my father died as a result of COVID, you know, my dad was going, going to, um, uh, like adult daycare, like three times a week. And he loved it. He used to say, it's like going to work. And that was ripped away from him in March. And he was just stuck at home with my mom taking care of him. And, you know, from then on, he just completely declined. So that was like the ugliest part of, of 2020 I experienced in, in, in COVID. 
but what projects are we working on? So, um, you know, as, as maybe some of your listeners know, I, I have the Conscious Pharmacist podcast, which is part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. And I've been wanting to start another po- podcast. So I, I also do, do a lot of work with, obviously, with, with HIV patients and everything. And I've had a website for many, many years, HIVthrive.com, because I believe that, you know, patients, we're part of a patient's team, but it's not only about their prescriptions and everything. How do they live well and how do they live their best life living with HIV? So I have the website, hivthrive.com. So um, this year, um, I'm hoping to start another podcast on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. It's called um, the HIV Thrivecast, where I'm really going to be focusing on HIV, HIV care with um HIV patients, and then hopefully having a lot of like advocates and HIV infected individuals on the podcast to share their story to, so that they can make a difference and, you know, affect someone else's is life. So being conscious and what I do affects you. And, and that's why my programs are called Ubuntu, the Ubuntu Pharmacist Care Program, um, the Ubuntu Care Academy, which I'll talk about in a second, because I, I believe in the spirit of Ubuntu. What happens to me happens to you, happens to all of us. And every time I do something for a patient, it really affects them. It affects their family and their life going forward and, and vice versa. My patients affect my life and the work that I do every day. And that's what spurs me on to do it. So we, we've got, we're going to start the HIV Thrive Cost um, podcast. Um, part of um, the uh, Conscious Pharmacist podcast, I'm going to start a series called Prepisodes. Um, so, you know, as an advanced practice pharmacist, I, I provide prep and pep. And um, in California, with SB159, pharmacists uh, in community pharmacies are now able, you know, if they're trained, able to provide prep and pep. So I want to do a series on um, on prep and on pep. And I, I called it Episodes, so it'll be. I love the- it. <laughs> so great. So <laughs> We're also going to have more, um, more episodes on LGBTQ awareness. Um, you know, you 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 had mentioned earlier, like changes we've already had um, in the new administration over the last like few like just this week. You know, you know the 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 transgender ban on. Um, serving in the military was overturned. Um, we have a deputy um, person, health secretary, health secretary who, who's, 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 who's transgender. I mean, those, those things are extraordinary. So um, we'll have more get, you, LGBTQ guests on the podcast and also talking about it, not just for equality and um, equal rights and that kind of thing, but also pharmacists and within our network of of pharmacy, how to improve, um, you know, workplaces and equality for LGBTQ, like pharmacists and pharmacy technicians and people that are working in the the pharmacy area. Um, I also have the Ubuntu Care Academy, which is my online learning um, portal. So um, being able to teach and speak and um, educate others, whether, whether it's HIV patients, other pharmacists, pharmacy technicians, or nurses, and um, other providers, is 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 really one of the things that I love to do. So I cre- I've, I've created um, the Ubuntu Care Academy, where I have like CE available for for pharmacists and technicians, but um, we'll also be creating a track for um, for 
people living with HIV or caregivers who want to learn more and, and things like that. So we'll be doing more webinars through HIV Thrive and then putting those on the Ubuntu Care Academy. And, um, you know, that's that's kind of what we're looking forward to in, in um, 2021 and also building out the Ubuntu Pharmacist Care Program and, and the, the clinical part of that. Well, that sounds fantastic. I'm so excited for all of these new ventures. Before I have you go, uh, I do want to ask you one more question, and then you can tell everyone where they can find you on social media and the like, because you do uh, post some pretty important things. So uh, what would you say is one thing that people don't know about you, but should? One thing you don't know about me, but should, like... Um, I love working out and um, that's another thing about COVID. I, we created a whole gym in, a, in our house. So I, I've worked out like a lot over 2020, more so than I would have if I was having to commute to LA and in the, in the Southern California traffic. So I love working out and I love like weight training. So one thing you should know about me that the record for my leg press is a thousand pounds. And oh my goodness! All the guys away in the in the gym, so that's nice. some crazy oddity. <laughs> that's amazing. And then uh, one thing that I know about you that I don't know if our listeners know is that you're originally from South Africa, and that Mbutu is actually part of the language, right? Right, right. So it's it's like a Zulu, like it's like a philosophy, and it's it's like a Zulu word and. You know, it's the it's 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 the core of beliefs that I have um, about service to others and helping others. And yeah, I've originally went to pharmacy school and grew up in South Africa. Fantastic. So, Michelle, where can people find you? Because I'm sure they're going to want to follow your journey and more about the Prepisodes and the Thrive program. So, where can people find you? Oh, absolutely. So um, my, my main website is mishrxconsulting.com. Um, we have hivthrive.com. Um, one thing I didn't mention was I, I also created a nonprofit, the Center for Advanced Pharmacist Care. So you could go there, the Center for Advanced Pharmacist Care.com to expand pharmacy, pharmacist like care and um, advanced practice and clinical work. Um, on Twitter, I'm on mishrxconsult also HIV Thrive and CAPC or at CAPC and then at, at LinkedIn um, or at Michelle Sherman. Um, those are like the main social media um, platforms as well as Instagram. It's at Conscious Pharmacist on, on Instagram. Um, you can also, if, you, if people wanted to email me, it's mish at mishrxconsulting.com. Fantastic. Well, I'll include all of that amazing information in the show notes so people can find where you are, check you out, and follow your journey and all of the amazing things you're doing for the California area as well as for all of the HIV patients that you help regularly. And thank you so much again for joining me today. I hope to have you back. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Have a fantastic day. Yeah, you too. Time is our most precious asset, and we thank you for spending your time with us and Dr. Madison, the public health pharmacist. Learn more at thepublichealthpharmacist.com.